Welcome to the Mile High Fi Podcast. Hello, universe. I'm Carl Jensen with my co-host. I'm Doug Cunnington. What are we going to talk about today, Doug? Today, we're going to talk about motivation versus discipline versus habits. And I was a bit of a productivity nerd for quite a few years and really tried to get into it. And it was when I was much, much busier with my corporate job and I was working on side hustles and you know, it was just kind of the content that I was into. And I ran across, I guess it was a Jocko Willink podcast clip. And he's uh, very famous for his pro-discipline, I guess, ideals. And I I didn't realize it, but he has a whole book on that. And are you a fan of Jocko? Yeah. Discipline equals freedom. That's one of my favorite quotes. Yeah. And I think he has a whole book called that, um, which I may check out. Um, and, and the thing is he comes off sometimes. So, uh, just not like a bully, but he's like, I mean, someone telling you that discipline is the answer. Uh, you're like, ah, oh, come, come on. What are we talking about here? But when you peel it back, obviously very smart dude, very accomplished in so many ways and served his country and, and stuff like that. Um, so he has some smart things to say, but the clip came up and I was like, oh, I often get questions about motivation. People are asking me, you know, how did you, why did you work so hard when you were starting your business and you were working a full-time job? Like, how were you motivated to do that stuff and do the work? And it's, it's hard to answer sometimes. And I identified a couple of these areas, like I said, motivation versus discipline versus habits. And I'm curious to you, Carl, and I, I want to know how you operate best. Is it, are you disciplined? Are you motivated? Do you have habits that help you get stuff done? And you can, I'll give you a couple areas. Think about your younger years when you were a young, young boy under say 18 or so, and then college and then your career and personal projects. So I'm just curious, like, how do you feel you operate best to maybe get things done and and be happy? Oh man, that's such a broad question. And each of these things, it took me a while. I read your outline and then I had to think about these because each of these things are connected, but they're all different. And I think there's a spectrum to them. Like, what is the definition of of motivation? That's the first thing I thought of. And uh, one of the things I thought of, this might be kind of silly. Have you ever seen the Pumping Iron Arnold Schwarzenegger documentary about him winning the Mr. Universe huh. contest? Or? Very long time ago. And it's in recent years, I've only seen clips, but I'm I'm familiar with it. Yeah. So sometimes you watch a movie like that. You watch that thing. You're like, oh my God, after it's done, you want to get your ass to the gym and start drinking milk and all the stuff that you see him doing on there, or you watch an inspiring movie and, and instantly you want to like, you, you get out of there and you're like, okay, let's do this. And I think that's one example of motivation. It might be a nudge. And I guess there are, there are other examples. You asked what motivated me and some of it was like uh, making money motivated me for a long time. So whatever I could do to make money was a motivation, but I don't think motivation necessarily guarantees you success. That might be your initial reason for doing something, but then you have to figure out how you're going to do it and more importantly, stick with it, which is where we get into these other things. But what do you think about motivation, Doug? Yeah, I I agree. And I one, one thing that jumps out to me is uh, I, I listen to a lot of podcasts, big fan of podcasting and many of them will motivate me. And I'm like, oh yeah, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'll make a note 
you know, I'm going to, I'm really going to do this. And then as soon as I finish listening and finish that walk, I forget about it and I definitely don't do it. And then when I think about it later, I'm like, I'm not even motivated. I don't even care about that thing. So certainly like the motivation wavers some. Now I will say, I think I was pretty self-motivated and I am self-motivated generally. And I just think back from when I was a kid and I would, I would try really hard to get good grades. And I think implicitly I wanted, I wanted to do that. Like I enjoyed that recognition and I don't think my parents pressured me at all or my sisters either, uh, to, to do really well in school or anything like that. It was all internal motivation and internal pressure to study a little bit more, to do well on the test, to get good grades. And, you know, that kind of, you know, it sticks with me. So I am pretty motivated most of the time. But at this point, I think we can maybe talk about discipline because Jocko has a great quote. Do you want to read this quote that I have down there? Yes, I will read it. So Jocko says from his book, Jocko says from his book, Discipline Equals Freedom, don't, should I make a big mean Jocko face? Do your, do your best impression. <laughs> don't expect to be motivated every day to get out there and make things happen. You won't be. Don't count on motivation. Count on discipline. And yeah, I mean, the thing is, I might be really motivated earlier in the day to do something and generally... Like I said, I'm self-motivated, but my motivation and drive wavers and I really don't count on it too much. And I, you know, it helps in the morning to be motivated, but by the afternoon, I'm like, oh, fuck, I don't want to do this anymore. Like, what's the the point even? And I have a completely different mindset. So, I, I mean, I agree as much as I was like, oh, I don't know about the discipline thing, but, you know, I don't count on motivation. Sometimes you... You got to be disciplined to show up and maybe the output's not going to be as great, but sometimes you just have to show up. Yeah. I started thinking about this and I started trying to come up with an example from my own life. And the one that was obvious was the intermittent fasting because I try not to eat till noon every day. And some days it's easy. Like now I have no chance. I can't eat. I'm recording with you and I'm just not that hungry. But then other days, and this is kind of rare, maybe once out of every seven or 14 days, you're like starving at nine o'clock. And that's where discipline comes in. You have to tell yourself, this hurts right now, but I am not going to do this. And if you were to ask Jocko, he just, I remember this has come up on his thing. Like, ah, oh, you're hungry and there's only, sh there's only shitty food at the airport. Don't eat. And that's his answer. But I think it's a little bit harder to implement than what he makes it out to be. Yeah. And I mean, you have to look at everything as well. So if you really needed to, I mean, the airport is a kind of an interesting example because you probably don't have to do anything later, but there are certain times, like we were just talking about um, me working out. Uh, this was off, off the record, but we were talking about me working out and I realized I was intermittent fasting maybe a little bit too much and I wasn't managing my energy through the day. So yeah, I like to intermittent fast and I do very often, but if I'm trying to lift heavy weights, like I just didn't have the energy and I had tried like weeks over weeks and like a very long time where I was like, I just, I have no motivation and I would stop, I would still work out, but it would be a weaker workout. So I realized, oh, if I want to have energy, I have to make a different decision on this thing that I'm trying to be disciplined on and think about my overall goal. So I don't know if that 
applies directly, but I was like, Hey, sometimes it's all right to eat. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. Work, working out specifically, especially if you're doing strength training is I think the most, that's the most difficult example I could come up with. Cause you could be at the gym for 50 minutes, but if you're not doing that one last repetition in your set or whatever, you're not doing much of anything and the whole thing is kind of pointless. So you really have to be disciplined to get what you want to get out of it, out of it. Yep. So let, let's talk about, uh, I guess, times where your discipline falters. Cause you said you do a pretty good job, you know, fasting and do you fast every single day? I usually do it. Uh, I would say I don't do it maybe one out of every 10 days. And that's usually, it's not because I failed. It's usually because of a conscious choice. Like my kid will say, oh yeah, for my birthday, like tomorrow, she's like, I want to go to Fool's Craig's in Boulder for breakfast. So that day I will not intermittent fast. Um, yeah, I, I fail in other ways, but usually not with the intermittent fasting. Cool. Yeah. So what's one where you're, you, you've tried to be disciplined, but maybe... Um, yeah, I think it's the working out one. Uh, you go to the gym and you think you're going to do a great workout and then you leave and you're like, what, why was I just there? I just wasted an hour of my life because I didn't give it maximal effort. Right. Well, and this, this gets me over to one and I'll give one of mine too. So like I said, later in the day, I have used up many of my decision-making, uh, brain units or whatever you want to call it. So by the afternoon time frame, I'm like, I don't want to do this anymore and I'll stop working. And I'm just like, I'm, I'm done, which is fine because I, I could choose what I want to work on and when I'm working on it. So yeah, I'm not as disciplined in the afternoon, just in general, pick any decision I have to make. I'm not as disciplined. So, I'll, I'll buy dumb shit, like that kind of stuff. Yeah. So do you try to put the hard stuff in the morning then? Is it willpower where you have more of it in the morning, you have more energy and more discipline. So do you try to design your day around that then? Yep. hundred percent. Yeah. It's definitely that. Okay. Me too. Yeah. And I, I really do. I've made purchases where like, I, I know I need to buy something, let's say like a, a microphone. And at the end of the day, I'm just like, I don't care if I'm paying a little extra. I, I buy a lot of used stuff. So like all, all the equipment here is like, it was from eBay. So in those cases, like, in fact, these microphones that we're speaking into, I purchased them and I probably could have gotten them a little bit cheaper, but I was like, ah, it's fine. I'm just going to get them now, which actually goes into another area of like over optimization, which will be a topic for another day. I probably could have saved like 10 bucks per microphone, but in the long run, saving $20 and wasting many hours and many days, probably not worth it. Yep. So another topic, different day. So we talked a little bit about motivation and then discipline, which, you know, we can't count on either one of those as much. And I definitely identify as someone who uses habits and I'm a big fan of the Power of Habit, which is a Charles Duhigg book. And this is a New York Times bestseller. And in fact, I wrote a little review on it for my blog back in 2013, 2014. And Charles tweeted back at me. He read the review and he was like, thanks for writing the review. Wow. Pretty crazy. So I have a tweet from Charles Duhigg. Awesome. And um, yeah, it's a great book. And, and the thing is with, with motivation and discipline, you have to kind of rely on them and rely on the decision-making portion and have the willpower to follow through with it. But with habits, it just kicks in. 
you can't help it. So I, I do much better with habits and I, I've done, you know, mostly good most of the time with some habits, but of course there could be negative habits. So where, where do you stand with habits? Yeah, this is inter- interesting. The first thing I think is you need discipline to establish the habit. For example, the intermittent fasting, when you first start doing it, it's very difficult because you're used to eating every day at seven or eight, and then you're telling your body, I'm not going to eat till noon, and your body's like, where the hell is my food? But if you've got the discipline to push through that for a month or so, then it gets easier and it forms the habit. You haven't done it, so you just continue doing what you have been doing. But I don't know. This is a hard one for me. I thought about this and I haven't lived right for the past couple of years. I've had this major house project, which has consumed me. So I haven't established the habit of keeping my body healthy, which I very recently did have done. So for the past uh, 12 days, the first thing I do is a workout. I go to the gym before we record. I'm at the gym, which is conveniently close to your house. So I don't know. I think I'll have to come back to you on this answer because... I'm finally at a place in my life now where our stupid house project is just about done. You saw me come into your house with a Lowe's bag. It's because there is PVC cement in there that would freeze up. But once I hook up that vanity this afternoon, I'm kind of done with the house project. So now for the first time in a long time, I have the opportunity to establish habits. Like for me, I've got kids. So at nighttime, my time is there. So the only time I have is maybe five or six hours in the middle of the day to try to accomplish anything. And it hasn't been enough and it hasn't been a healthy existence. So yeah, I'll have to, uh, we'll have to come back and I'll report back to you maybe for fitness. Cause that is the most important habit. And that's the one we're trying to do for our future upcoming shirtless, uh, car wash challenge. I, I don't know what you call that dog, but yeah, we'll, we'll come up with a, a catchy name with some alliterations. I'll look to you for that. But I think, I mean, you're, you're, ta- you're talking about a habit that you're developing, which is like going to the gym. And I know a minute ago you were like, ah, I just wasted time at the gym, but it's not going to, like, if you go to the gym every day, it's not going to be perfect every time. You're not going to have a great workout every time. And the habit that I have, which I've, I think I've alluded to it a little bit, but I, I work out or do something active every day and we'll go to the gym, you know, five, six times per week. And it's only probably, I'm trying to work out harder because of the shirtless challenge thing that apparently is going to actually happen. But I will just go and sometimes it's not going to be a great workout and it's okay because I'm going in enough and I have the habit and consistency. And that's something I'm very good at, just showing up. I'm good at just showing up. Once I get there, I don't know, like it may may or may not be good. And one of the great things in The Power of Habit is there's a description of the habit loop. And have you seen this uh, idea before the habit loop? I don't think so. So there's a cue, a routine, and a reward. So the cue might be, there's a few categories, but it could be like time of day, people you're with, the feeling that you have, and the location. So for example, a maybe kind of a poor habit would be uh, like going and, and drinking every single day at a happy hour. So you would potentially meet at a restaurant at happy hour. So it's a time of day and a location. And then maybe you meet with the same friends. Uh, Think, you know, Norm and Cliff at Cheers, for example. So they had the routine and then part of the routine was to get a drink. And the reward is you feel good because drinking's awesome. 
don't drink kids uh, unless you're of age. And then you talk to your friends and you're relaxed and you're having a nice time. So it is self-reinforcing. And one thing you can do, and Charles tells you how to do this in the power of habit, is you can change up one of those components. So maybe you have sort of some of the same cues, like you can still meet at a place with the same people, but instead of drinking, maybe you go for a hike. So you actually do still get some endorphins. It's positive. You have good camaraderie and you're hanging out with people. So you still get a reward, but you've replaced your bad routine with a more positive one. And some other things you might try to do, because something things you can't control. So for example, maybe you're always going to have to, um, you know, meet certain people at a certain time. And instead of getting a beer or something less healthy, maybe you just get, you know, a carbonated water and it stands in place. So you've removed the negative portion of it and then you still get some of the positive aspects. And I've used this exact idea multiple times to change my habits. And it works very well. I mean, you do, like we talked about the discipline, you have to set things up and make decisions, but it's much easier if you change and interrupt that habit loop. How long does it take to establish a new habit? And is it different for different habits? The pure answer is I don't know. But I do know that I think you can kind of get moving in the right direction in about say like 21 days or so. But I think there's other studies that show it's more like six months or so, like over, you know, whatever, 150 days-ish to actually like have a pure, like a very strong habit that you won't regress. Um, But yeah, I think you can make a lot of progress in like three weeks. Okay. It'd be interesting to study what's going on with your brain because I'm sure that's the whole, at a biochemical level, you're reestablishing or you're making different connections with your brain and breaking other ones and which I don't know anything about, but yeah. Yeah. And I should have looked up that, uh, how long it takes habits to be formed, but it's longer than you think, but you can make really good progress in a short amount of time. And then, I mean, you may have, uh, regressions or whatever, but like, you know, getting back on track is a little bit easier when you have like the core, the core ideas and you're identifying things kind of in a meta way, seeing it from the outside and you're like, oh, go for the apple, not the cookie or, or whatever. Yeah. So what would you say to someone, one last follow-up question, who fall off the habit like uh, hypothetical with me, hey, hey, Doug, I've been going to the gym for 10 days and now I let it lag. I haven't been going f- for the past two days and I don't feel like going anymore. How do I reestablish that to stay on the bandwagon? <sighs> Uh, you know, listen to one of those Jocko shows and you'll be like, oh, fuck, I gotta kind of be disciplined and get to the gym. I, I'm not sure. I think the important part is to not spiral out of control. And as I mentioned, you know, at the end of the day, my willpower is lower and I, I just, I, I'm not operating very well. And the important part, if I know I do need to operate more is to not spiral out of control and like lose my shit. So on that note, you know, it depends, like you said, maybe you haven't gone in a couple days and make it easy. Maybe you were planning on doing these huge workouts and it's a little bit too much, but maybe you have to dial it back and show up 
and do a workout like me, where you're uh, mostly looking at your phone and lifting really light weights, and, and mostly you're, you're getting in other people's way because they want to get on the machine and lift heavy weights. No, but basically, make make it easy and take the pressure off. And maybe you do go back and you do kind of a weak workout, and it's fine. Some of your workouts are going to be weak, and just try to do better the next time. Yeah, maybe not being, maybe not judging yourself too harshly either. Eh? You know, I failed the past two days, but turn around, I'm going to get back on it. It's okay, and we'll move on from here. Yeah, don't spiral out of control. And I mean, maybe one of one of the things that's helped me is my extremely low expectations for myself. The bar is so low, like just showing up is good enough. So do you, I mean, are you holding yourself to too high of a standard? I mean, that wasn't your example, but just in general, are you like, Oh, I should be able to do this. And then you're like, I, Oh, that's a good question. So I had a, I was talking to, uh, to Dave, the guy who, it's kind of my weight loss accountability partner and fitness accountability partner. And I, I had a goal like I had a hope to accomplish in like 25 days. And I knew David had already accomplished it. So I'm like, hey, David, how long did this take you? He's like, ah, about 100 days. But he's like, I was super disciplined. So he's like, he's like saying, it's okay if I can't get it done in 100 days. So I'm expecting to get the same thing done in 25 days. So yeah, I, I don't think I set real realistic expectations sometimes. And that's toxic too, because if I set that and don't accomplish it, then I'm going to feel shitty about myself and want to give up and maybe throw in the towel on it. So, What are you going to accomplish in 25 days? I was trying to get down about 15 pounds. Which, okay. Yeah, it's probably, and some of that was water weight and I just been to the Super Bowl or we just watched a Super Bowl and I'd eaten a bunch of crap. So it, it probably be more like losing 10 pounds because I was kind of uh, in a bad place at that time. Got it. Okay. And you have, so I'm just finding this out. You have a coach and accountability partner for a, now it's a competition apparently. Oh, it's totally, it's always been a competition, Doug. I don't know what, what you were thinking. But. Is it going to be like people's choice? I'm not sure how to judge. Are we going to do like a specific um, sort of competition? Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I never, I was just kidding about that, by the way. It's not a competition. Although It's I, on, man. I don't know. Okay, fuck it. It is a competition then. Yeah, I don't know. Are we going to do some bench presses? Are we going to run a mile like in high school or something like that? Yeah, I don't know. Well, I can't, I can't run. I got the foot thing. Okay. Yeah. So there, So therefore running will be one of the events. Yeah. Yeah. We'll figure it out. We'll have some uh, criteria. There'll be a uh, different uh, categories where we'll have to do different kinds of exercises. And yeah, I think we'll make it complicated. Don't worry. Yeah. Well, like in pumping iron, they had a flex off. So we'll have to do that. Flex off. Yeah. They just go on stage. Or is that G rated? <laughs> or P, I don't know. That's NC 17. No, or maybe no one can see that. It's like <laughs> NC 69. For our version, it will be. Yeah. And we are, uh, for the people that are wondering, Man, this went off the rails, but for, we are still trying to figure out how to do the 69 burpee. So the 69 burpee challenge. And I found some interesting things, but I think they were talking about something else. Was there a video to accompany in? Or? These are all videos. Yeah. <laughs> They're all videos. So, okay. Any other thoughts on motivation or discipline and habits? I don't think so, but yeah. When is our uh, car wash um Topless challenge, whatever you want to call it. I don't know. I think you said June, which yeah. gives us plenty of time, but 
uh, we can we can look at a calendar and figure out you know because maybe we want I mean I want to time my um, cut and bulk phases properly and I, I need to time it just right because you're you're in a cut phase but I'm in a bulk phase right now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we have a habit of getting onto weird topics and then just going deeper and deeper and trying to one up each other, which is hilarious most of the time. Yeah, and I think it's a good habit though. It's not a bad habit, but if if you think otherwise, leave a comment in the YouTube notes. All right. Well, this has been fun and I think it's something we could observe as we are I mean, I think I'm always thinking about some portion of these ideas, whether it's discipline or motivation or whatever. So, maybe we can have other thoughts as we see how we're like, especially working out and how we're treating that. Yeah. That will be a perfect measure of how well we did.